Hello, and thank you for listening. This is Melissa Giles, Executive Director of Platform and Portfolio Management with Americana Partners. I'll be reviewing our March market commentary by David M. Darst, our Chief Investment Officer. If you'd like a full copy of the report, please visit our website at www.americanapartners.com and request to join our distribution list. The first section is called Portfolio Positioning. Let's begin. Fundamental Factors Mixed Federal Reserve Rhetoric, Higher Than Expected January, Consumer, Producer, and Personal Consumption Expenditures Prices, Retail Sales and Employment Gains, A Steeply Inverted U.S. Treasury Yield Curve, and the Likelihood of Potentially Disappointing Corporate Revenue Growth and Profit Margin Pressures, with Unfavorable Earnings Outcomes as the Year Progresses, may have put selling pressure on financial asset prices. Markets still need to see one inflation rates and concomitant monetary policy hawkishness expressly diminish. Two, economic conditions in China continuing to strengthen and the country returning to normal growth. And three, some consequential degree of detente in geopolitical tensions in areas of armed conflict and acute rivalry. We expect short-term interest rates to be driven, one, in large part by the pace of consumer and producer price inflation, and two, by the vigor or lack thereof of the U.S. economy. Technical viewpoints. We counsel flexibility under plausibly placid volatility conditions as VIX readings in the low 20s range, and even below in recent weeks have reflected less demand for hedging using options. Gold has continued to trade inversely to the recently firmer short-term interest rates and strengthening U.S. dollar. Technical support on the S&P 500 appears to have formed around 3,600 within a current resistance floor range of 4,100 to 3,300. Interest rates and credit. On February 1st, the Federal Open Market Committee, FOMC, raised policy rates by positive 25 basis points, bringing the Fed funds rate to 4.5 to 4.75 percent. As of mid-February, Fed funds futures markets were ascribing 79 percent odds to a positive 25 basis point hike and 21 percent odds to a positive 50 basis point hike at the March 21st, 22nd FOMC meeting. To 4.75 to 5.0%. We currently expect an additional positive 25 basis point increase at the May 3rd through the 4th FOMC meeting and then a data driven pause several months or more before a cutting cycle begins in late 2023 or early 2024. Absent an exogenous systemic shock, the Fed appears resolutely prepared to bring inflation down. Even as such a policy stance puts pressure on domestic growth, employment, the housing sector, corporate earnings, and longer-duration risk assets, we expect policy rates to rise and yield spreads to widen, offering some attractive valuation levels in the credit sectors, including inappropriate maturity investment-grade corporate and, for appropriate investors, municipal bonds. Despite an expected recession in 2023, yield have risen across the maturity spectrum, with larger absolute increases in shorter maturities than in intermediate and longer maturities. Where we are. Year-to-date through February 28, 2023, the S&P 500, positive 3.4%, with a closing price of 3,970.15. The Nasdaq Composite, positive 9.5%, with a closing price of 11,455.54. The Russell 2000, positive 7.7%, with a closing price of 1,896.99. Gold, positive 0.5%, with a closing price of 1,828.9. West Texas Intermediate Oil, negative 4.0%, with a closing price of 77.05. 
U.S. Treasury interest rates trajectory. For two-year U.S. Treasury securities, yields rose positive 60 basis points in February to 4.81% at month end, where they are positive 37 basis points since their closing level of 4.44% on December 31, 2022. For 10-year U.S. Treasury securities, yields rose positive 40 basis points in February and closed at 3.92% at month end, where they are positive 4 basis points since their closing level of 3.88% on December 31, 2022. For 30-year U.S. Treasury securities, yields rose positive 28 basis points in February and reached 3.93% at the end of the month, where they are negative 4 basis points since their closing level of 3.97% on December 31, 2022. We acknowledge the negative 138 basis points inverted yield curve, meaning that the yield on the 10-year U.S. Treasury bond was below the yield on the 3-month U.S. Treasury bill quite often an indicator of an impending economic recession. And as of February 14th, with a 10-year U.S. Treasury bond yield inverted negative 88 basis points below the two-year U.S. Treasury yield, an economic recession, in our opinion, appears likely to ensue in 2023. As restrictive monetary policy has kept short-term rates high and market participants expecting GDP growth to slow have continued to direct investment capital into longer-term issues, driving their prices up and their yields down. Equity Market Perspective We note the recent divergence of the paths of the S&P 500 and, on an inverted scale, the yields of the 10-year U.S. Treasury bond, with the bond market, but not the stock market, essentially reflecting a challenging economic environment ahead. Investors are faced with the question of whether yields need to rise or stock prices need to correct in order to restore the normal relationship between these two quintessential benchmarks of their respective asset classes. In our opinion, equities appear vulnerable to the very economic forces that have been tilting capital flows toward fixed income securities. We consider the quarterly and annual year-over-year estimated earnings comparison for the 11 S&P 500 industry sectors, our recommended sectoral weightings of 30% growth, 40% value, and 30% defensive take into account the absolute percentage earnings gains and achievability of these quarterly and annual projected earnings changes. A primary rationale for some expected stock market weakness in the second half of 2023 can be noted in the S&P 500 that in the 10 U.S. recessions that have occurred since 1957, lasting anywhere between 2 and 18 months, thus far has never reached a cyclical low before a recession. And in these occurrences, it has taken an average of 23.5 weeks, ranging from 3 weeks to 79 weeks from the start of the recession for the S&P to reach its ultimate cyclical low. We also examine the powerful 12-month rebounds that can occur in large-cap equities and often more so in small-cap equities following historical equity drawdowns. For example, large-cap equities, one, rose positive 35.3% after the negative 49.1% drawdown in the tech bubble of the late 1990s, two, appreciated positive 72.9% after the negative 56.8% drawdown of the global financial crisis of 2008-2009, and three, snapped back positive 76.1% after the negative 33.9% drawdown during the COVID-19 pandemic of 2020. Our current stance entertains the notion of a meaningful yet not necessarily outsized rebound only after the drawdown has run its course. 
Consumer and producer price inflation. Even as M2 money supply growth and the prices of gasoline, vehicles, medical services, and numerous goods have continued to exhibit weakness in recent reporting periods, these declines have so far been somewhat offset by rising prices for shelter costs and many services, a key focus of the Federal Reserve. Shelter costs, a principal driver of the core consumer price index, rose positive 0.8% in January after increasing positive 0.8% in December and positive 0.6% in November and advanced, positive 7.9% on an unadjusted basis year over year. Moreover, the shelter measure tends to lag increases in home prices and rents and affects how quickly the incipient cooling in many housing markets will begin to meaningfully tilt consumer price indices in a downward direction. Housing prices make up nearly 40% of the monthly CPI report and represent a chief reason why the CPI has been declining at a deliberate pace. At this point, taking note of inflation break-even measures, inflation swap levels, and year-over-year lapping data effects, we foresee continued moderation in headline CPI inflation rates to the positive 25 to 3.5% range by mid-2023 or into second-half 2023, early 2024. Real average hourly earnings decreased negative 1.7% seasonally adjusted in January 2023 versus January 2022, and when combined with a positive 0.3% year-over-year increase in the average workweek, resulted in a negative 1.5% decline in real average weekly earnings over this time interval. As household liquidity continues to be drawn down, weakness in real wages tends to constrain personal consumption, itself one of the avenues by which the Federal Reserve has been seeking to bring down the rate of inflation. Inflation Expectations The Federal Reserve monitors inflation expectations to ascertain whether consumers' inflationary psychology is increasing or decreasing. Showing inflation beliefs drawn from the monthly New York Federal Reserve Survey of Consumer Expectations, respondents one year ahead inflation expectations have remained unchanged at positive 5.0% in January, and respondents three year ahead inflation expectations declined to positive 2.7% from positive 3.0%. A similar trend can be discerned from the results of the inflation expectations portion of the University of Michigan Consumer Sentiment Survey, which showed an increase to positive 4.1% from positive 3.9% in one-year inflation expectations, with the survey continuing to register no change in 5-10 to year inflation expectations at positive 2.9% versus positive 2.9%. Given January's robust retail sales data and labor market firmness, such inflation expectations readings, in our opinion, imply a continuation of restrictive monetary policy until short-term inflation expectations continue in a meaningfully downward direction. Inflation Influences The significant decline in both nominal and real U.S. M2 money supply has tended to be a reliable, several months ahead precursor of future economic and price trends. In our opinion, such a trajectory, with some degree of time lag, appears to foretell downward-sloping economic activity and headline consumer price inflation. Labor costs have exhibited a meaningful upward trend in recent quarters. Such costs have historically tended to be asymmetrically stickier to the upside than to the downside. The Federal Reserve has repeatedly stressed the need to see softening labor market conditions as a key prerequisite to achieving their inflation-fighting goals. After rising positive 1.2% quarter-over-quarter in third quarter 2022, the Employment Cost Index, ECI, rose positive 1.0% quarter-over-quarter in fourth quarter 2022 and positive 5.1% year-over-year. The ECI for first quarter 2023 will be released on April 28, 2023. 
The month-over-month progression of core CPI prices sheds light on how the rising services component of the core CPI are offsetting the declines in core CPI goods prices. Given rising demand for in-person services, the slow pass-through of house price gains to rent and owner's equivalent rent, and higher healthcare workers' wages, services inflation is likely to remain elevated. Monetary Policy and Fed Funds Interest Rates Financial market participants via the Fed Fund's futures markets as of December 14th believed the Federal Reserve's policy rates would most likely be negative 50 basis points below the FOMC's median projected target rate at year-end 2023 and negative 100 basis points below at year-end 2024. We anticipate an increase of positive 25 basis points after the March 21st, 22nd meeting, positive 25 basis points after the May 2nd to 3rd meeting, and as of now, further policy rate increases through year-end 2023 will be data-driven. Following more robust than anticipated economic data and inflation readings in February, Fed funds futures markets as of February 24th were reflecting a higher terminal peak for the Fed funds policy rate to 5.40% in July of this year. Another form of financial easing, the DXY index of the U.S. dollar, which is in a declining mode at 103.86 in mid-February, down negative 9.5% since its September 28th high of 103.88, tends to add inflationary pressures by increasing the cost of imports and stimulating exports. Representing a confirmation monetary stringency to financial market participants that had been perhaps prematurely anticipating an end in the near future to the Fed's interest rate hiking cycle, we note that the Fed has never halted its policy interest rate tightening when the real Fed funds rate is negative, as defined by the Fed funds rate minus the year-over-year rate of CPI inflation. 4.58% minus 6.40% equals negative 1.82% as of February 21st. The housing sector, an elemental factor underlying our current expectation of a lackluster 2023 U.S. economic performance, stems from evolving weakness in the housing market. Housing represents a key driver of investment, employment, and consumption. The S&P CoreLogic Case-Shiller seasonally adjusted 20-city composite home price index fell negative 0.5% month-over-month in November, marking the first time prices have declined for five consecutive months in four years, and over the past five months, the index has declined negative 3.5%, due in no small degree to an increase in mortgage rates, which has made home buying less affordable and pushed a substantial number of buyers out of the market. On a year-over-year basis, the rate of price gain in the index has continued to decelerate sharply from positive 21.3% in April to positive 6.8% in November. With sales activity declining sharply in many regions of the country, existing home sales down negative 0.7% month over month in January and declining 12 months in a row have been falling almost as fast, negative 36.9% year over year, as the global financial crisis of 2007-2009. Existing homes, unlike new homes, represent single-family homes that are owned and occupied before coming onto the market. Existing home sales usually 80-90% to of total home sales. Weakness in the housing market tends to put downward pressure on rental costs, with a housing category typically accounting for over 40% of total expenditures in the CPI, more than twice as large as the next largest category, transportation. We expect slowing monthly rental expenses to continue exerting an abating force on the shelter component of the consumer price index.
The U.S. economy and corporate profits, in conjunction with the Federal Open Market Committee FOMC meeting held on December 13th through the 14th, 2022, meeting participants, Fed governors, and regional bank presidents submitted the December quarterly update of their Summary of Economic Projections, SEP, reflecting the most likely outcomes for real gross domestic product, GDP growth, the unemployment rate, and personal consumption expenditures, PCE inflation, for each year from 2022 to 2025 and over the longer run. Each participant's projections are based on information available at the time of the meeting, together with his or her assessment of appropriate monetary policy, including a path for the federal funds rate and its longer run value, and assumptions about other factors likely to affect economic outcomes. The longer run projections represent each participant's assessment of the value to which each variable would be expected to converge over time under appropriate monetary policy and in the absence of further shocks to the economy. Recognizing the inherent fallibility of economic projections, we consider the best December thinking of the FOMC participants. The median projections of U.S. real GDP growth are positive 0.5% in 2022 and positive 0.5% in 2023 as compared to the participants' September projections of positive 0.2% in 2022 and positive 1.2% in 2023. The unemployment rate is projected to be 3.7% for 2022 and rise to 4.6% in 2023. The headline PCE inflation in is expected to be positive 5.6% for 2022 and decline to positive 3.1% in 2023, with the core, excluding food and energy PCE index, reaching positive 4.8% in 2022 before dropping to positive 3.5% in 2023. An updated version of the Summary of Economic Projections will be released on March 22, 2023. The U.S. Economy and Corporate Profits on January 30th, the International Monetary Fund, IMF, updated its World Economic Outlook, projecting that global real GDP growth will slow to positive 2.9% in 2023 before rebounding to positive 3.1% in 2024. For the United States, the IMF projects positive 1.4% growth in real GDP. Reasonably consistent with the FOMC's median projections of real U.S. GDP growth, amounting to positive 0.5% in 2023 and positive 1.6% for 2024, a recent Bloomberg survey of consensus forecast by a broad population of economists, portfolio managers, and investment strategists for 2023, similarly, positive 0.5%, down considerably from positive 2.5% as estimated in early 2022. At this point, our current view encompasses a mild recession taking place during 2023 owing to, one, inflation still significantly above the Fed's target, two, a tight labor market keeping service price inflation at elevated levels, three, signs of slowing economic activity, as highlighted by the January negative 0.3% decline in the conference board U.S. leading economic index, with the LEI now down negative 3.6% over the six months between July 2022 and January 2023, a much steeper rate of decline than its negative 2.4% contraction over the previous six months period, January through July 2022, and for explicit recognition by the Federal Reserve that the most grievous error it made in the past four decades was pivoting too soon, with a distinct Fed awareness of the risk of repeating this error. We consider the progress of annual reported and projected earnings results for the S&P 500 with 2023 estimated growth of positive 2.1%, analyst consensus to positive 4.7%, Yardini Research. 
Our view of S&P 500 operating profit margins encompasses further slippage due to rising labor costs and downward pricing pressures. Portfolio Positioning Equity Emphases and De-Emphases 1. We recommend continuing to gradually curtail emphasis from high-quality, dislocated sectors, companies, and managers in the growth category, using the proceeds from any reduced growth exposure to add to select value and defensive sectors, companies, and managers, while retaining a focus in these two categories on energy, select financials, and consumer staples, and a concomitant de-emphasis on companies and sectors dependent on access to low-cost energy. 2. We continue to counsel very selectively adding small and mid-cap companies or investment managers specializing in and with good track records in this space to our primary emphasis on large capitalization enterprises. Three, for the time being, while we continue to prefer a tactical overweighting to U.S. domestic equities, with pullbacks such as those encountered in January, April, June, August, September, and December of 2022, viewed as an opportunity to only carefully and highly selectively add attractively valued equities, particularly those sectors and companies that are resilient within a multiplicity of economic and financial scenarios. And four, we also espouse holding or gradually building relatively defined allocations to global leaders listed in international markets. Two, focus on strength and quality. One, at the company level and equities, we emphasize identifying and building long-term exposure to firms possessing cash-rich balance sheets, prudence and balance sheet utilization, limited debt, consistency and growth of positive free cash flow generation, secure supply chains, capital expenditure flexibility, and customer bases that are less exposed to recurrent shocks originating from abroad, dividend strength, and competitive business models with abiding competitive advantages, high barriers to entry, low threat of substitute products, and enduring pricing power vis-a-vis suppliers and or customers that over a long time frame can produce high returns on equity through revenue generation and sustainable profit margins, rather than through unhealthily high levels of leverage, too. At the current time, we recommend that consideration be given to reasonably valued, top-quality companies in the healthcare and consumer staple sectors, as well as firms exceptionally positioned to benefit from inflationary forces in the real asset sectors that have demonstrated an ability to opportunistically take advantage of shifting price-level changes. 3. Balancing Growth and Value Sectors The negative 5.5 percentage point Russell 1000 Value Index, RLV, positive 1.6%, versus Russell 1000 Growth Index, RLG, positive 7.1%, returns year-to-date relative performance through February 28th appears to argue for continuing a degree of balanced exposure in selected value sectors, companies, and managers, as well as in selected growth sectors, companies, and managers. As this process continues, it is worth keeping in mind that true value investing represents identifying and owning assets that are trading for less than they are actually worth, not assets that are merely inexpensive. Many superficially inexpensive assets may be inexpensive for a reason and can very well remain so or deteriorate further. 4. Fixed Income Securities U.S. Treasury bond prices year-to-date through February 28th have risen positive 0.1% in the 1-3 to year maturity range, declined negative 0.3% in the 7-10 to year maturity range, and risen positive 1.9% in the above 20-year maturity range. Even though 2-year and 10-year U.S. Treasury yields have generally risen smartly since February 1st, to us they appear likely to be subject to conflicting forces with higher yields 
yields associated with monetary strictness, counterbalanced by lower yields coming from the economic retrenchment brought about by the monetary tightening. For now, we prefer maturities and durations along the intermediate portion of the yield curve spectrum, while preparing to build or gradually building exposures to longer maturities and durations as recessionary forces appear likely to continue to exert contractionary influence on the economy and bend yields in a downward direction. 5. U.S. Dollar Outlook Over the next few quarters, given our expectations of the Federal Reserve 1, carrying on with the tenor of its policy interest rate increases and 2. continuing to reduce the size of its portfolio of U.S. Treasury and mortgage-backed securities, we believe the U.S. dollar may trade in a range relative to major currencies including the euro and Japanese yen. Consistent with this, we expect one intervals of U.S. dollar weakness alternating with episodes of U.S. dollar strength as currency exchange rates produce and or exaggerate price level, economic, financial, trade pattern, and capital flow imbalances, and two, the possibility of coordinated central bank accords to rectify egregiously over or undervalued currency quotations. Six, alternative investments and real assets. In alternative investments, we continue our multi-quarter focus that has, for some time, emphasized exposure to, one, commodities and real asset sectors of the economy, including industrial metals, agriculture, and materials. 2. Some degree of investor-appropriate exposure to gold and or gold mining ETF shares, particularly those miners with reserves and stable geographic locations, capital discipline and cash flow growth. 3. High-quality master-limited partnerships with strong business models and sustainable dividend-paying capacity. 4. Select investments in private credit and private real estate. 5. And opportunistic strategies that are positioned to selectively derive meaningful value from asset market dislocations and imbalances. Some Perspectives on Gold It was in ancient Egypt, more than 5,500 years ago, that humanity's fascination and obsession with gold as a symbol of wealth and power was firmly established. It has been estimated that some 6.7 million troy ounces of gold have been mined from the auriferous deposits of the Egyptian eastern desert. According to the Turin papyrus map, drawn about 1150 BC and generally considered the oldest surviving map of topographical interest from the ancient world, in addition to the resources of the eastern desert, Egypt also had access to the riches of Nubia, which is reflected in its ancient name NBW, the Egyptian word for gold. In late 2022, a gold deposit estimated to hold over 1 million troy ounces of the precious metal was discovered in the Ekat region of Egypt's eastern desert. According to the World Gold Council, as of early 2022, the total amount of gold mined in recorded history amounted to 205,274 metric tons or 6.599 billion troy ounces. One metric ton equals 32,150.747 troy ounces and one troy ounce equals 1.097 avertipoise ounces of which nearly two-thirds has been mined since 1950. The U.S. Geological Survey estimates as of early 2023 that planet Earth contains approximately 53,000 metric tons of unmined gold in the top five countries. As of 2022, the total disposition of all the mined gold in recorded history was estimated to be 46.0% jewelry, 22.1% investment bars and coins, including physical gold held by gold-backed exchange-traded funds. 16.9% the official reserve holdings of central banks and international monetary institutions, 13.8% industrial uses, and 2.2% unaccounted for. According to industry data, aggregate global mine gold production amounted to 3,580 metric tons in 2021, which was positive 3% higher than in 2020. 
Demand for gold surged to its highest in more than a decade in 2022, fueled by significant central bank purchases that have underscored the safe haven assets appealed during times of geopolitical upheaval. Annual gold demand increased positive 18% in 2022 to 4,741 tons, the largest amount since 2011, driven by a 55-year high in central bank purchases, according to the World Gold Council. We also note the path of gold prices in U.S. dollars per troy ounce, the year-end closing prices of U.S. dollar per troy ounce, and the annual percentage price changes for gold for the years 2010 through 2022 are 2010, 1,410.25, positive 27.7%, 2011, 1,574.50, positive 11.6%, 2012, 1,664, positive 5.7%, 2013, 1,201.5, negative 27.8%. 2014, 1,199.25, negative 0.2%. 2015, 1,060.20, negative 11.6%. 2016, 1,151.70, positive 8.6%. 2017, 1,296.50, positive 12.6%, 2018, 1,281.65, negative 1.1%, 2019, 1,523.0, positive 18.8%, 2020, 1,895.10, positive 24.4%, 2021, 1,828.60, negative 3.5%, and 2022, 1,824.32, negative 0.2%. To update our investment strategy themes in calendar year 2023 and in preparing portfolio positioning strategies, portfolio positioning principles, and portfolio positioning tactics for 2023, we remain mindful of the oft-quoted observation of the 34th U.S. President and five-star General Dwight David Eisenhower, 1890-1969, that plans are useless but planning is indispensable. With this wisdom in mind, our 2023 investment planning approach reflects and encompasses the following themes. 1. Slowing, then recovering GDP as forecast by the December FOMC median projection, positive 0.5% in 2022 and positive 0.5% in 2023, and 2022 S&P 500 profits as estimated by FactSet on February 17th. On a quarterly year-over-year basis, fourth quarter 2022, negative 4.7%, first quarter 2023, negative 5.4%, second quarter 2023, negative 3.4%, third quarter 2023, positive 3.3%, and fourth quarter 2023, positive 9.7%, and 4.1% for calendar year 2022, and positive 2.3% for calendar year 2023, with downside risk to these projections. 2. Late cycle and restrictiveness, monetary policies by central banks. 3. Fluctuating financial asset prices in conditions featuring shifting performance leadership and increased equity volatility VIX, bond volatility move, currency volatility VXY, and VIX volatility itself VVIX. 4. Differentiating with emphasis on greater discernment and active selectivity in asset classes, manager sectors, and securities. 5. Challenging, especially in an environment of ample valuations, investment discipline remains paramount, with 2023's expected considerable upward and downward swings in asset prices often a precursor of arduous financial market performance. 
This concludes our March Market Commentary by David M. Darst. David is Americana Partners' Chief Investment Officer. We are available to answer questions you may have regarding the topics discussed. If you'd like a full copy of the report, please visit our website at www.americanapartners.com and request to join our distribution list. Thank you for listening. This is Melissa Giles, Executive Director of Platform and Portfolio Management with Americana Partners. Stay invested. Stay invested.